0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia. It's time for Health Connect South Radio, brought to you by Sherwick Media, your health and wellness content specialist. Health Connect South is to serve the health community as a sustainable platform for regional health collaborations. Through our collective work, we seek to broadly define and advance the Southeast role in the future of health, serving as a gateway between health industry silos. We seek to provide unique and meaningful partnership opportunities in health. We are pleased to share this information and these experts with you as part of our mission. Want to be part of the discussion? Join in. Tweet questions and comments at HealthCon Radio.
1: Hey, what's up, everyone? It's CW. Thank you for checking out the Health Connect South Radio Show this week. We sat down with members of the Georgia Dental Association, along with the president of the GDA, Tom Broderick. He's a practicing orthodontist, and he brought with him Becky Weinman and Avis Babo. They're both practicing dentists here in the Atlanta area. Tom has his practice in Savannah, Georgia, and we talked about the various roles that the Georgia Dental Association plays both in advocating for the best oral health possible in our Georgian population as well as how they advocate on behalf of the providers that deliver that care to us in dental offices around the state we learned about the fact that a dentist is not just somebody who fixes your teeth and keeps them clean they can actually be one of the front lines of identifying some serious health conditions like diabetes oral cancers for example in many cases they're able to identify changes Changes that indicate a cancer is developing that allows a surgeon to be able to very easily treat and remove that cancer, saving them from the much more life-altering surgeries and treatments that would be needed if that cancer were to go undetected till it was a little bit more advanced. I also talked about the ways that the Georgia Dental Association supports our community through initiatives like the Mission of Mercy. This is a program where dentists from around the state pool their time and resources and donate literally millions of dollars worth of free dental care to Georgians in need of dental treatment and procedures, but maybe they don't have the economic resources that would allow them to get the care they need. And in many cases, some of these patients come away with a restored smile that makes them that much more employable, more able to successfully secure a job. So a really cool program. we was really happy to get a chance to talk about it. Coming up, we've got the full interview with Tom Broderick, Avis Babo, and Becky Weinman coming up next. Good morning, everyone. It's C.W. Hall here on the Health Connect South Radio Show, episode 37. Join in the Studio, my co-host. Diana Keough, Sherwick Media Group.
2: Good to be here, especially since the sun is shining. <laughs>
1: That's right. Again, we got to watch a w- After wonderful 10 days. sunrise this morning, driving into the studio. And for the folks who aren't familiar with Sherwick Media Group, Diana, introduce folks to what you all try to do, how you help organizations tell their story and share information.
2: We are content production specialists, and we specialize in health and wellness. We create content for not only other media companies, but everyone within the healthcare ecosystem. That's our specialty, is content is us.
1: I know I got to see one of the pieces that you did for a campaign that you did for the state. You were working with the Georgia SHAPE program, I believe. We were, yeah, the, the state of Georgia. Yeah, that was a pretty broad program. And you do all kinds of media, too, video, we do. print, and digital. Yeah,
2: so we distribute content through, like, health grades and do a lot of custom work for WebMD. Really, everyone within the
1: healthcare ecosystem. If you want more information about ShareWick Media Group, go to sharewick.com, And the WIK stands for What I Know.
2: What I Know.
1: <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about oral health and how the Georgia Dental Association is trying to foster both the practice environment for the providers who provide dental care in the state, as well as promoting oral health for those of us in the community, trying to keep us healthy and help us get the best care and outcomes that we can. So real pleased to have folks from the Georgia Dental Association with me. have got Becky Weinman on the mic with us. Hello. And we have...
3: Thank you for inviting us
1: and then of course the the president of Georgia Dental Association Tom Broderick's with us as well. Good morning. Now from what I understand all of you are actively in practice. I know Tom you were talking before we went live today. You do orthodontic work. Uh, That's correct and in Savannah Georgia. And then both of you also are practicing general dentistry, I believe, in the community as well? Yes, that's correct. So we've got the experts with us. And so for the folks who aren't familiar with the Georgia Dental Association, Tom, why don't you talk about the overarching mission? What are you trying to achieve both for your members as as well as just the the community at large? The Georgia Dental Association is the largest and oldest dental
4: organization in the state. It represents about 3,300 dentists statewide. Our mission is to improve the oral health of all Georgians, really to promote dental health and to do it through education, advocacy, and professionalism. That's what we want to try to reach all Georgians in. Our motto is Georgia, the state with optimal oral
1: health. For the physician or provider side of the equation, from what I understand, you talk about advocacy. I know that on that side of things, you interface with uh, the the capital a lot and, and talk about how various laws will affect the the practice environment you want to share what you're doing there on that side every year when the, they have the sessions
4: starting in January and going through March we keep a track of all the legislation that might affect healthcare particularly oral healthcare and Some of the things that we've been able to work on, especially with the legislatures, is trying to help dentists establish practices more on the rural communities to be able to provide care, like particularly Medicaid dentist providers. We've been able to get a grant of $200,000 to help with funding of student loans to help repay those things. So
1: they these dentists can go out into the rural area and can afford to set up a practice in those areas. So you're saying that if I remember correctly the loan forgiveness program I'm going to go into effect 2016 and and that means then if I do establish my practice in one of those underserved communities then I can have some measure is it what is it a percentage of my student loans how does it work? It's a percentage of your
4: student loans and the bottom line is is that they apply for it um Uh, Because cost of education is skyrocketing, Mm -hmm. and these students come out with such a high debt that a lot of them can't afford to be in rural areas unless they have some help paying off their loans.
2: And so how long are they obligated then to practice in a rural area?
4: They're obligated for at least two or three years, but the hope is that they'll set up roots and that'll be home.
3: Just to add to what Tom said, this program existed before, but because of budget cuts, it went away. Mm -hmm. And out of 10 dentists that went to those areas, seven of them still stayed after the program was done. So it's been in the past very successful.
1: Few people really like to move their their home and their family very often. And I know that when you look at the medical community, for example, one of the things that we talk about is residency programs and their availability. And it's certainly affecting us here in our state on that side of things because we have limited residencies. And if they move out of state to go to a residency, they're probably not coming back. So it's probably a good, effective way to try to get some of those folks in the far-reaching communities to get access to dental care. And one of the things that we talked about as we were sitting around before the show today was dental home. I would imagine that kind of plays into that because if if I'm in a smaller community and I don't have a local dentist in town, then I'm probably going to be inclined to go to an urgent care or an emergency room to get care for if I have a toothache, for example.
4: That's correct. The emergency room is where some people think is their dental home. And the emergency room is not the place to try to be able to get dental care they're not equipped to take care of dental emergencies. So establishing a home, a dental home, not only allows care to be appropriately provided, but the comprehensive care that they get will be a lot better. And it'll prevent some of the things that turn into emergencies.
3: In the past 10 years, a number of children that have been going to the dentist has increased, but number of adults have declined. So now there is a trend that they tend to go to the dentist only when they have an emergency. Georgia Dental Association is working toward a creating a partnership with hospitals to reduce the number of emergencies and uh, expand an emergency room diversion program so these people can find a dental home.
2: Why have adults stopped going to the dentist?
5: There's a few reasons that people face barriers to going to the dentist. I would think that the main one is fear. Right behind that is finances and there can also be transportation issues but the dentist is the best person to handle dental issues not the physician in the emergency room there is a big recurrence of problems if the patient goes to the emergency room they're treated with pain medication possibly antibiotics and most often the problem recurs so it's a temporary fix
2: you know what's interesting also is that when we were growing up once a year was basically the standard of care and now it's switched to every six months when did that start when we were required you know the dentist is always suggesting we go every six months as opposed to every year A cavity can get very large in a year's time.
5: And we're lapsing back to the financial. If you catch a problem when it's in the beginning, there is no easier, quicker, cheaper time to fix it than right then. If you let a cavity, especially cavities between the teeth, can get very large, and then you're talking about a crown. That's expensive. So that's why dentists advocate for twice a year
1: gets a little it's bit easier. earlier diagnosis and earlier
5: diagnosis, yeah. right. earlier diagnosis prevention yeah prevention I mean, is the key uh, you're uh-huh.
2: speaking to someone that loves to brush their teeth yeah. every day so it's more of a how do you get that message out to somebody that has the fear that has the financial issue that is thinking that this is not something that applies to me again establishing a dental home we are able
5: to educate the patient about brushing flossing proper nutrition it's not
2: just coming to the dentist to have your teeth cleaned it's yeah because most people don't think of their dentist necessarily as somebody that they go for you know the healthy eating message right right
3: we do nowadays yeah uh we teach our patient about healthy eating, nutrition values, and everything. A lot of systemic diseases are first manifested in the mouth, and dentists work hand-to-hand with other physicians to create a team. Like right now, we are implementing preventive oral health education for pediatrician's office, so they can detect in the children oral health issues, Mm -hmm. and we can work as a
2: team to treat kids. And and I I want you to go back to the other diseases that manifest itself first in the mouth Like
3: diabetes. leukemia, and, and like that. bleeding and so, in the mouth yeah, so. or uh, gingivitis, like inflammation of the gum. Mm-hmm. They are all related. Periodal disease, which is gum and bone disease, it may be a risk factor for those systemic diseases like heart disease, respiratory tract disease. So we as dentists, we detect this early on and we can talk to other health professional to have a coordinated care for the patient. So patient gets a comprehensive care through our offices.
2: And explain to the listeners that might not be familiar to all of these other diseases that you as a dentist can see in the mouth and actually have, you know, this is the first indicator that this might happen. How is heart disease, how is it linked to the mouth? Explain to the listeners how that happens.
3: For periodontal disease, it's a bacteria that we all have it, but in certain condition, it becomes pathogenic and it travels you through your bloodstream. So detecting periodontal disease earlier, it's a key to uh, prevent other major health issues. It's like a
1: valvular Infection, yes. it, is a romantic, it a rheumatic? Is that what it is?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, having a, a son who's a pediatric cardiologist, I've talked to him a lot about it. And he says a lot of the oral flora or bacteria that's in the mouth, the first place it goes is to the heart. And it seems to the valves are the most. Cause that can
1: necessitate area. a valve replacement. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. That's right.
3: And as dentists, we don't just fix teeth nowadays. We look at oral health like tissue, tonsils for the kids, oral cancer. I've been practicing down the street for 15 years, but only this year we had two cases of oral cancer. And because we detected them earlier, the surgery to remove that was not very extensive, it was more simple and better for the patient to recover. So we don't just fix teeth. We are part of the whole
2: team. Yeah, uh, And I think health health most listeners don't actually realize that. So, you know, the other things that are caught early, you know, mouth cancer or the heart disease or the gum disease, inflammation, even how you all can spot really pre-existing diabetes, right? So there's that as well. And I don't think a lot of listeners actually understand how that kind of all fits together as well. It's not just a cavity play. it's a It's an overall health
1: play we've been speaking with members of the Georgia Dental Association Tom Broderick Avis Babo and Becky Weinman joining us in the studio this morning sharing some very interesting information that I think that a lot of us probably don't necessarily consider when it comes to going to the dentist for example uh, I think most of us uh, are guilty of just thinking oh they just want to fill a yeah. cavity but in fact as Avis was sharing earlier going to that pro- type of provider on a regular basis one as as Becky was sharing you can prevent having some of the more advanced types of procedures, like a crown, for example, if you catch a developing cavity early. But then also, if you are somebody that has some risk factors, maybe you smoke, maybe you use some of the, the various tobaccos that one can chew, you're at risk for some oral cancers. And if you're at least getting some regular dental maintenance and preventive care, then they might actually be able to identify some changes that are developing that identify a cancer early on, as, as, as Avis was sharing, and be able to have it treated much, much more easily, not have to necessarily go through some major resection, for example, and some of those some of those surgical treatments can be pretty life-altering. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I have a nephew who's actually a plastic surgeon that actually does cancer reconstruction. He's an ENT surgeon, and he said if people did not drink and did not smoke, he would be out of business, <laughs> that, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. How, I mean, true. how does that, I mean, heavy drinkers, how does that show up when they sit in your chair?
4: The smoking, you can definitely see, but uh, the, the drinking, you can just see some of their tissues being dehydrated, inflamed uh, yeah. tissue. Yeah. Gums Smok-
5: Smoking and drinking both cause vascular. Yeah issues problems that causes problems with the gums to be unhealthy.
1: And then if you get the gum disease going on, then you can start to have your teeth get loose, I guess, over exactly. time. Exactly, and, and that's what I was
5: going to add to the issue about catching dental decay early so that it intercept that so that it doesn't become something bigger and more expensive like to add that if we can see a patient early on when they have the very early stages of gum disease, gingivitis, again, we can educate and and show them how to brush and properly floss, follow that so that it doesn't turn into full-blown periodontal disease resulting in tooth loss. And when you lose a tooth, if you lose a tooth on the upper, for example, it's going to impact the two teeth next to it and the one below it. It's so not only how they're
1: all tied together, that they way. work
5: on the teeth, work on the buddy system. So it's important to catch things early it and become
1: a cascade, I guess, at exactly. that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and I'm sure that doing yeah. things like uh, bridges and crowns or implants is probably not an inexpensive thing to do if you no. can easily avoid it why not do that
3: prevention yeah. it's important and prevention is the back big to
1: so on that side of things was we were talking about the Georgia Dental Association and one of your missions is obviously promoting overall dental health for those of us in the community and and, and as we have talked about it's not just about our teeth per se and having a pretty smile from a vanity perspective it can actually be a launching point or at least an early identifier of other things that are, are developing. But I mean, from uh, communicating with the people out there in the community that you're trying to reach, it's quite a task. How, how are you going about that? To be able to say to me, CW Citizen, yeah. you know, yeah. we yeah. Need I to mean, do
2: education is part of your mission. So right. how does that, how, how do I know that that exists? How do I well, find
1: that? We're starting to have a, a
4: public relations program that is rolling out. We've always had that, but we're getting a little stronger with the, our PR program to get to the public to learn about prevention, about what it can do. I mean, preventing all these things, it's, it, we do find diseases and things, but if we, we can take care of just normal decay, it'll reduce the pain, especially loss of school time and work time, make people more employable. Because uh, if they have a, a pretty smile, they they tend to be able to to be more employable at certain jobs. We also have the Georgia Mission of Mercy, which was in Perry, Georgia, this past June, and 1,400 dentists and community volunteers helped treat 2,000 people from 80 counties throughout Georgia and provided $1.5 million of donated care to them. Some of these people had never had front teeth before. And they, they left there with front teeth and were able to come back with stories. that Was that I with got implants
1: that they were doing? Because I've heard no. about an a implant program, too, that some of the dentists will do, uh, or at least oral surgery, that are doing implants in a day as well so on, on a program similar to what you're talking about. Yeah.
4: At Georgia Mission Mercy, we didn't get into implants. I these see. were just quick but bridges.
3: dentures. Yeah. But two years ago, we did do the uh, Sarah crowns, which are yeah. crowns in one appointment. So we had endodontists there, do the root canals, get these people out of pain. Then the, we put a crown the same day for these people that needed care. And as Tom said, some of them, they were out of jobs, and they had no other means to uh, take care of their teeth. So they left the venue with their smile and in their tears, thanking the Dennis and Georgia Dental Association for organizing this event. And now they could go and have an interview and be employed. So we don't work just from our offices. We are out there. We are out there in the community organizing all these events and providing care and giving free time and free dental service, donating our services to help the community. How mm-hmm. does
1: that program work? I mean, and is it one that you rotate where you're providing that kind of service? And, and is when it it's once a year? Yeah. And when it's coming. How do you let that community know? Hey, we're going to be there providing this mission type service to the community. If you're if you are in a place where you haven't been able to get access to care, come and take part. How do you get that out there? It's, it's
3: promoted by Georgia Dental Association through different local. newspaper, local, okay. public uh, announcement. Uh, kind yes, of stuff. and this is a good point because to maybe invite some of the people that want to donate money toward this, because we provide care, but it's very expensive to put some of this venues together, and it's not very easy to do it. It's a lot of money, so it cannot be done like every six months. But we try to do it as often as we can. And as Tom said, we saw over two days 2,000 patients. So for some of the listeners that are listening and would like to donate to this particular Mission of Mercy, they could go to Georgia Dental Association website or uh, call, and we'd be happy to partner with them in our next event.
5: And Diane, Uh, back to your original question question about how do we get the word out Mm -hmm. this is a very large pool of people who this is a great target audience to let them know that it's really, it's very doable. Even if you have to pay, even if you don't have dental insurance, it's very doable to establish a dental home, have regular checkups.
1: As far as the recent change in the law, the ACA obviously became more implemented over the last year or two and increased. Uh, we talked a little bit before we went on air about mention the, the notion of Medicaid. How does how has that side of things affected the dental community and, and my access to care? The access, to care is
4: basically more barriers to care. You know, hurdles these people can't get over. And and some of it is cost. And the reimbursement that, like, Medicaid has had has gone down and down and down to the point where that's why some of these people that go... We want to get Medicaid dentists out into the rural area can't afford to pay off their student loan to live
1: at what Medicaid reimburses them for. So the providers getting the providers to actually participate in the program is a challenge based on very much on so. A piece. few years ago, the reimbursement was
4: much higher in Georgia, and we had a lot of people that were able to participate, and they did sign up. Now the reimbursement gets to the point where it's costing them to even see a patient, and a lot of them will just do it for free. There's a lot of unreported donated care throughout this state that happens every day, every minute, that it's not worth their time to try to even go yeah. through the Medicaid. They thing. Could
1: end up spending money trying to get reimbursed, I'm sure, on some level. I right. know in our, our own medical practice, which I'm a part, we end up chasing those funds uh, pretty mm-hmm. hard.
3: But we are advocating for adult uh, preventative dental Medicaid program, which will include some restorative codes sought to fix decay because right now that's not included. Also, we are advocating for a carve out of the uh, Medicaid budget for the dental purposes, because right now all the money is uh, put together for all the health needs. So if we have a budget, we know how to work better. We are also working to have dentists in school-based clinics, so especially on those schools with a large population on free or reduced-cost lunch. So we're being proactive out there and trying to establish this program so people, if they don't go to a private dental office, they can find other ways rather than going to emergency room
1: when we first launched the show diana and i were talking about the work that sherwick media group does in one of the programs that they've interfaced with is the georgia shape program that's a state-level initiative aimed at grade school-age children, getting them moving more. Are there ways that you are collaborating with the schools? Because I know that over time we've had GCAP, for example, and then, of course, the Georgia SHAPE folks. And one of the things that they have seen is not only are they able to begin to foster some of those better choices among the children and getting them moving and seeing the outcomes for them, but the kids often end up becoming a bit of a powerful influence in the home. They can actually put some positive peer pressure, if you will, on the family to, to make better choices, yeah. to eat better. And, things and like in that. those
2: programs, I've never heard them mention anything yeah. about dentistry or curious, dental yeah. care or oral health being part mm-hmm. of that and it seems like it would be a natural fit for that so uh, is there any movement towards getting the state involved
4: there's two things one one we of course we have our february dental health month and and, and a number of people uh, go to the schools and lecture i know i do uh, and especially in Savannah, there's another program that the Alliance of the Dental Association, the Alliance are all the spouses of the Dental Association, have put together a CD that they go to the maternity wards, be able to teach the, the new mothers how to take care of their children's teeth. That's an initiative that has just taken off. And uh, the GDA has helped fund, it, fund that.
2: But any state involvement as far as going to the Department of Public Health and getting them involved or, or piggybacking, on, yeah, piggybacking on some of these oh, other programs well, we have
4: been we have been working with them we haven't gotten as far as we'd like and that's one of our projects to be able. To do. well that would be
2: one of those things that we can do to help connect you at yes because
3: we are thinking of a partnership between uh this community health centers and private practitioners yeah when you mentioned that before we went on air i thought about some of the, the, the underutilized facilities yeah. this uh, private practitioners can rent those so we have a we've come up with a plan. We are just working to connect the dots and make it happen. So,
2: At the top of the show you mentioned that you had 3,300 members and I was a little surprised at how low that number was based on just driving down Peachtree and seeing the number of shingles hanging mm. out of dental practices.
4: Our market share is we would like to say is around 68 67 percent yeah i was kind
1: right. of ke- one of the things i was going to ultimately talk about is just that piece is to what percent are we getting the dentists in the community involved with what you're doing just because i would think that they can help promote what we're talking about here today They've they've got family that they talk to they've got patients that they talk to it would only expand the the voice that we're talking about share some of the reasons why it makes sense for me to be a member because I'm sure there are some benefits from CME type offerings you talked about the fact that you're actually advocating for my work environment as a provider why be a member there, well there's other services
4: I mean we provide health insurances things that you can get as a group we're trying to come up with a buying service so that some of the costs of getting materials and things will be lower and they can it can be reflected in the fees and the cost for some people. For me, personally, I mean, being part of the my professional organization was just a, a no-brainer. I mean, I think it's more for fellowship, for advocacy, for the education and the professionalism. I know that we're way ahead of some of the other associations out there as far as market share, because a lot of them don't have a lot of people that join their associations.
3: I do a program with dental students, and I said, once you graduate, you need to get involved because if you don't get involved in the decision-making, then who will? The politicians or Mm -hmm. who else will do the decision-making for our profession? So we have a lot of young people that are very enthusiastic about getting on board, helping uh, not just working in their practices, but helping people in underserved areas, participating in Mission of Mercy, participating with our PR program. So there's a lot of good things going on in our association at the moment.
2: And so why would I join the Georgia Dental Association as opposed to the American Dental Association, what's the what's the difference?
4: At this time, when you join the you join all we have what we call a tripartite. You have to belong to your local, which in my case is the southeastern part mm-hmm. of the state. Then I have to belong to the Georgia Dental Association, and then you can belong to the ADA. And is so there a charge to be
2: part of all three of those? Yes, in, like so individual. So it's not as like a, right. one one payment.
1: Right. Okay. So That's they correct. actually encourage you then to be engaged locally in addition to locally, being part of that and and then That's good. And then nationwide. Yeah.
2: But uh, as
3: Tom mentioned, we have this a co-op initiative, the buying agreement. So if you're a member of Georgia Dental Association, you can be a member of this uh, buying agreement. Then you can get a lot of your uh, materials and supplies for a 35% discount. So compared to the benefits that you get by being part of Mm -hmm. the association as a member, the $1,000 to $1,500, it's uh, really, it's just a small Mm -hmm. amount of money. I know that being able to
1: have your practice be a part of a group purchasing organization like that can really make a significant impact on the profitability of your practice. Because like you say, and I'm sure that the materials that you're having to use in your dental practice to do the things you're having to do are probably not inexpensive even for you to purchase, not to not not to mention just on the other side as a consumer but they're not cheap just as mm-hmm. general products to have to buy to have yeah the to do overhead
3: your work. is so expensive and that's why the students that are graduating with these big loans they cannot go and open a dental office because it's very expensive to run a dental office so we find ways to help members as an organization to really succeed
1: And you mentioned that as a part of that, I remember two or three months ago, I met with a group on one of the shows that they do that, they can work with Group purchasing organizations, and then they put together a, uh, basically a large group health plan. It sounded like there may be some health benefits similar to that through being a member of the association that someone can have. Because you know, when you look at it, if I'm a individual practicing dentist, I'm I'm a solo entrepreneur, if you will, a small business. So my group, my employees that are with me, are obviously going to be small. So I'm sure trying to provide some measure of health benefit to them is challenging from that perspective. I know on the side for the medical practice. So if I have access by being a member to the Georgia Dental Association, I get access to Did I hear you say it was like a group health type plan that's available? Yeah,
4: they have a group health plan. And all the other membership services, you know, we're trying to increase and also publicize because there's a lot of people don't understand what the GDA or the Georgia Dental Association can provide for. Help, just advice, I've called them a couple of times just just to see what I needed to do to for advice on what I've seen or done or how to set up a practice, how to do this. There's a lot of services that young dentists sometimes particularly, Like as
1: Ava said Coming out of school in need Like mentorship type Very Mm -hmm. much so We have an
5: in-house attorney God forbid you should have a legal issue
1: Then they will actually If you're a member of the Dental Association You can then actually have access To some legal advice through that
5: Absolutely Also if
3: you are opening your practice And you sign up with certain insurance plans The attorneys In-house attorneys Can look at your contracts To make sure you're signing the right contract And what you should stay away from So we, we offer a lot of services to our members.
4: And and the bottom line is to be able to give them a profitable, good practice, one that they can provide the proper care the way it needs to be done to the patients, and that's the bottom line.
1: What sort of CME-type offerings are available to me if
4: I'm a member? They range from everything. I know in the southeastern district part of the state we have three meetings a year and each time we have an all-day speaker that will come in from all parts of the country and at our annual meeting we have big-name speakers that come in. So there's now more than even when I started practice, there's so much CE available, and it's very much of the, one of the biggest benefits, I think. And, and, you know, to keep our license up, we have to have right. so much CE. Yeah. Are there
1: CE offerings available online?
3: Yes, we are uh, have our first webinar. I'm president of Northern District Dental mm-hmm. Society, and we have our first webinar on October 13. You can log into Northern District Dental Society, and there is a link there that you can see sign up is free. We will be talking about implant dentistry and in the aesthetic zone. So we have switched the way we do CE nowadays because we want to reach all the members in our state and sometimes by having meetings in one particular area right. the other members they could not drive there so now we get to them through webinars we will see this will be our first one yeah, because uh, i mean
2: getting <laughs> back to these solo entrepreneurs it's hard for them to shut their office because they don't see patients they're not making money so i would think that online would be a natural fit for them
3: absolutely it's at five o'clock and while they close their offices they can sit in the front of the computer and just follow one hour of a webinar
2: oh
4: that's great For me to drive four hours from Savannah to Atlanta for a course is is that's just one way. So it's an all day trip and and a hotel room to to come to something that the Northern District would provide. When do you do your annual conference? We usually do it in the summer. It's usually in July, usually in mid-July to the end of July. It usually starts on Thursday or Friday and it goes to Sunday.
1: Now one of the things that we talked about at the launch of the show, we talked about the fact that one of the things you're trying to do is collaborate in the community with some of the federally qualified Cl- medical centers and clinics out sure. there that are available yes. so that you can piggyback onto those and provide dental care in addition to some of the primary care and preventive services they are providing. Are there other partnerships or collaborations in the community with various resources, whatever they may be? We talked to some of you know. It would seem to me that linking you up with the folks from COP 2020, for example, maybe reaching out to the Georgia Department of Public Health just through contacts that we have just to see if, hey, would it be possible to put these things? But for you, when you sit around talking about things you're trying to accomplish in the community, have you identified some resources that if we could find this or if we could partner with this type of entity, it would be great for us to be able to move all this forward? There's There's one
4: idea that that we are looking into and that's mainly for the senior dental students throughout the area some of these publicly or state funded clinics go really unmanned sometimes and they need people there and they have what we call externships for these seniors to be able to get more experience in the community and we're trying to partner with some of the schools. I guess it would be GRU still. They've changed their name a couple of times. Yes. Uh, yeah. I guess uh, the uh, university. Still yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also some other schools to be able to see if openings for these residents to, to come down, senior students, and get experience.
1: Now, I know one of the things you have to do as part of that last year for sure, my daughter's mother is actually now an oral surgeon, going through dental school, I know that to graduate you have to do certain procedures on a certain patient. And so being able to get out and maybe provide some of those types of care services in those opportunities you're talking about in some of those public health offerings when you're trying to do that, you might be able to actually find some of those patients that need the care that you need (laughs) to to try to uh, do those procedures on to actually graduate. That's correct. Identifying those patients, from what I understand, can be very difficult.
4: Yes, that's a stressful time of the year.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
3: We are also partnering with caregivers, nursing staff at the nursing homes to teach them on how to take care of the people that are not fully independent there in the nursing homes. So we have that initiative going on, and we have a video and brochures that we can go and 30-minute train the staff on dental care. We also have another program with a social. We are thinking to work with social workers to identify and address potential barriers to care so they can help people that
1: now, Avis, w- when when you talk about that kind of a program, does that mean that that you're occasionally going out and you're you're doing these? Th- who's having that conversation? Are you reaching out yourself and actually trying uh, to do no, some of that? No, through Georgia
3: Dental Association, the PR department, membership department. So we all have come together, brainstorm on programs and curriculum standards that will help.
2: And so what does Uh, that look like? I mean, are you sending out emails? Are you going to their office? Are you doing mailings? What does it look like?
3: Regarding the nursing home, there was a list that was given to dentists that they could identify if they were closer to a nursing home, and they could go and establish a relationship with nursing home director to help and set up a meeting with the staff. So it's coordinated by Georgia Dental Association through all the dentists. They send emails and the materials to the dentists that want to volunteer. Dentistry has given so much to all of us. It's good to just give back. Serving the community. Serving the community. I personally feel that way because I wasn't born and raised here. I came uh, from a country that oral health awareness was not there. Water fluoridation was not there. So coming here, and I've been so blessed. I went to school. I opened a practice. I I feel like giving back It's very important to me and for my kids, too. I mean, you see these people in tears thanking you and writing all these thank you notes that were all put in this wall in Perry, Georgia. it's like, That's I mean, you are in tears and you feel good for what you do. I think those people are more, they are more humble and respect more what you do than your everyday dentistry, people coming in and out of your office. So mm-hmm. it's very rewarding.
4: Yeah, and nursing homes, there's a lot of people that we don't even know volunteer their time. To go to the nursing homes, I would
1: imagine that the oral care is probably one of those places that's yeah i I know one of my one of my grandfathers ended up being in a nursing home for a period of time and it's it's tough yeah, from a I, manpower perspective to keep up with everything and that's probably one that falls I would imagine the the nursing home is the
4: hardest part because when some of those people get to a certain age and they're on certain medicines and they're the last thing they want is somebody messing around in their mouth sometimes even though we try our best to, to be able to give them the best care we can
1: so. You're helping the MAs and the nursing staff to be able to have a better idea of at least basic measures that they can provide to those patients to maybe try to maintain their care. Right. That's correct. What about anything else? Because we want to make sure that, you know, if there are resources that you're looking for or things that we're trying to make sure the community knows about what you're trying to do, want to make sure we get that covered while we're here today, while we still have a few minutes left. Well, the main thing was
4: we want everybody to know, you know, a lot of dental disease is preventable. And one of the things to help with this prevention is to seek a dental home and if you don't have a dental home you can always call the Georgia Dental Association or their website is www g a dental dot org. they can find you a dentist, they can also help answer any questions and let you know what their resources are
1: i would imagine that there's probably some information there on the website perhaps or at least a resource that if you contact the association if there are perhaps maybe some sort of public initiatives that you're going to be you mentioned the, the things that you did in in perry georgia for example if there's a program coming to the, where they are they might be able to participate in something like that i guess that's correct that's absolutely
3: correct. give kids a uh, smile it's right comes in the beginning of the year that's another initiative
1: before we went on the air today that there have been some misconceptions here and there in the public about fluoridation talk about that
3: for every dollar invested in community water fluoridation it saves $38 in dental treatment cost fluoridation is available to all the people even people that have barriers to care 92% of Georgia population receive the benefit of water fluoridation and this is proven with scientific information evidence-based information Mm -hmm. and there is with the initiatives through American Dental Association and state dental societies, they have set a goal that by 2020, 80% of the population served by public water system will be fluoridated right. water.
1: One of those relatively inexpensive preventive measures that we can undertake that, as you mentioned, Avis, can help everybody, even those who are economically challenged that may not necessarily be able to get to the dentist very often, help reduce the rate of dental caries or, or cavities that they develop in their teeth. Obviously in the end, save us money in the long run on dollars that we're spending for treatment that could easily be prevented by measures like this. Well, before we run out of time, if you, if you haven't done so already, you get out to the Georgia Dental Association website. Say it again real quick, Tom. www.gadental.org. And I know you have a Twitter feed. I've already linked up there so that you can tie in and, and get plenty of information on all the different topics they're putting out through that channel as well. If you missed it, go to Sherwick.com to find out more information about our partner, Sherwick Media Group. And then, of course, if you're on the podcast and you haven't done so already, go to the upper left-hand corner of the show page. You'll see the Apple logo there. That'll take you to the iTunes store, to the Health Connect South radio show. And make sure you subscribe to us because you'll be able to get the weekly podcast downloaded straight to your device and your way to work. You can check us out or when you're walking the dog whatever the case may be and if you've heard anything from the perspective of the partnerships that the Georgia Dental Association is looking out for contact and reach out to them through the website there'll be some information there how to get in touch with them or reach out to them through social media and see if there's not some ways that you can collaborate with them to help foster overall dental health for our folks here in the state of Georgia
3: I hope we inspired some people to go to the dentist pick yeah. up the phone and make an appointment well
1: Becky Avis and Tom I really appreciate you making the time to come and join us here she's coming all the way up from some Savannah was very much appreciated, Tom. And to everybody out there today who's made us a part of their day by checking us out, we really appreciate you. And we'll see you all same time, same place next week. We'll see you then.
0: This show is brought to you by Sherwick Media. Sherwick is the health and wellness solution, content that inspires change. Learn more at www.sherwick.com. That's sharewik.com. And link up with us on Facebook and Twitter.